Okay, welcome to another edition of Techman Talks Dynamics. I'm joined by Jason, who heads up our CRM team, and Zach, who's one of the consultants in the uh, CRM and Power Platform team. I think is how we're, we're calling it. I know it's always always changing with Microsoft uh, products. I suppose that's quite um, a lead into what we're going to talk about today. CRM historically has always been around uh, pipeline and opportunity management. And Microsoft over the last few years have added additional apps to increase the functionality that you can achieve with uh, CRM as we've known it. So we've always had the sales end of it, the sales engagement, I think it's called today. Um, but we, we now have another app that we're going to look at today, which is the marketing app. Okay, so I guess what, what does that do? How long has it been around? Those type of questions we're going to try and cover. We're going to look around also what else was in the market that you might be using if you use CRM, which plug that gap before Microsoft released this. So you can maybe compare the two. I don't know if we're going to touch on pricing, but have a general overview of what the marketing app can, can, can achieve for, for organizations and where it sits. Okay, so... Um, can we have any background on it? Is it fairly, is it just, just fresh off the presses or has it been around for a while? Uh, in the world of technology, no, um, it's not fresh off the press. Uh, Microsoft uh, bought uh, the marketing app to market in April 2018, I think it was. And those that remember kind of the Microsoft um, time of a few years ago, Microsoft actually wanted to, or bought a solution, I believe it was called Marketing Pilot. Um, with the intention it would come into the Microsoft wing, they would then start selling it, etc., and maybe change some of it about, and then that went quiet. Um, and then, uh, I think it was Adobe, got involved with Microsoft, and then created a Adobe-based solution with Microsoft, which was big books money every single year, and then there was still nothing at that kind of lower level marketing okay. kind of point of view. And then the marketing app as such was born as part of the CRM suite, as such if you want to put it that way. In, in 2018. And so what, what if, if I was a customer now using CRM, I'm managing my sales, my opportunities, what, what does marketing add? What, what are those key high level? What, what, what's the point of it? So as a marketing automation um, tool, I think the reality is, is what most people r relate to is email marketing. How do I send um, an email shot to all my prospects or all my customers communicating something, an offer, a new launch, something operational, um, or why don't you come and use us or our products or our services, etc. So it's the at its heart, what really people understand before and still today is an email marketing tool. Um, but we're not talking about spamming people here, no. Uh, yeah. No, I'll say GDPR compliant. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the tool, um, at its heart, that's what it does. That's that's what people tend to look for in a marketing team as such. Uh, and then it's got other features uh, around events, around marketing pages, landing pages, etc. So, so just, just to be clear, so an event would be either something that you're running as an organization, whether it's an in-person event, a virtual event, something like that, so it allows people to get that information and register and we can track them, that type of stuff? Or? Yes. Yeah. So that could be... A, a virtual event that you can run on Teams Live events yeah. um, or other platforms as well. Um, Teams Live or Teams Meeting is, is the main two because it's Microsoft. Yeah. Um, but then in addition to that, um, you've got the ability to not only virtual, you're in-person one. Yeah. Uh, so Techman, for example, will manage our customer day through mm -hmm. an event like that. Mm -hmm. But also if you're turning up to an exhibition, 
Um, you've still got the ability, you might not be hosting it, but you want to manage the room, the who's attending, the logistics, that kind of stuff, and know the, the data capture in that area of the system supports that. Okay, so we're not just talking about, I'm going to send you an invite to the event, you can say yes, and then away we go. It goes way deeper than that. And I know we don't want to go into every single detail. But yeah, it does. Yeah. It goes more yeah. Uh, originally, the events side of things in the marketing, obviously it was pre-COVID based on in-person events. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, with the, with COVID, it adapted towards more virtual events with teams, live events, and just teams meetings as well. Um, but the entire marketing app is essentially guided towards that whole journey from you know the initial promotion of the event through to the after sort of sales of an event. Okay, so uh, so even when the event's done, if there's some follow up or something along those, or yeah. you want to see who actually attended, I'm guessing all that type of stuff that is available from the event. Yeah, so it captures all of the event registrations that are made, and then you can also follow up with you know post emails if you want to follow up with a particular contact on something you've discussed at the event. Okay, so we've got mailing that goes out, we've got events as well. Is there anything else that, that it covers at a high level? I mean, we go, we spend all day talking about events, I guess, but is there anything else that, that that's in there? Social post is one. Yeah, social post. Uh, it's fair to say that social posting tool pretty much does the job. Uh, it's not a dedicated social posting tool such as a Hootsuite, etc. Uh, but it very much does the job of scheduling a post on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and getting it out the door. Okay. Uh, when you want. So what, you mentioned Hootsuite then, and for anyone who's not aware of Hootsuite, it was, it's probably a, a more um, mature product in the market and it's dedicated towards social yeah. management. What what would, I'd give an example of one thing that does that maybe CRM doesn't, just so maybe we could compare. I mean, because you, you I, I'd always known Hootsuite as a, it was great for scheduling. Yeah. That's how I've always used it, but I hadn't used it for probably four or five years now, so what's... what's I think the analytics, it's, it's the analytics is, really, is really the big thing. So the um, engagement that you're getting from yeah. that social Yeah, network. so your likes, your posts, where that comes from, what countries, what locations, that kind of stuff, who's really interacted or seen your... Obviously, Twitter, a lot of us use Twitter personally and from a business point of view whilst we can see how many people liked and commented we can also see how many people that tweet reached as such like that from mm-hmm. a market, from a audience point of view you don't get any of that kind of stuff inside of the marketing tool okay but you can do the general functionality that we spoke about yes yeah. i mean linkedin gives you some breakdown doesn't it so if we post something on linkedin you can go to linkedin on that post it'll tell you that 70 fds looked at it and blah, so many people in manchester or whatever it might be and, and i think if you're a b2c customer um, or that's the market that you really target a lot of. I, I might sound like a bit of a, a dinosaur or maybe not completely up to speed on everything these days because we we consume content in our personal life very much in our business lives now as well. But we're very much used to um, kind of using social platforms for personal lives B2B, which is the majority of our customers realistically. I, we don't have lots that use Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so from our point of view, could the marketing tool be sufficient for a number? Not all, but a number of our customers. I think it could be. Yeah, I think social, like you said, social media is something that some companies are more conscious of promoting than, than others. Some won't really bother. Some are more interested in the marketing forms features that you have. So you can essentially generate code using the marketing app embed that code on your website and drive you know visits to your website that way again using the promotional emails that you can create in the marketing app 
So, you know, it depends on the business, really. Depending on what features you use, the marketing app sort of covers it all, really. Okay. Okay, so if we take the, we leave the social to one side because obviously you've, you've mentioned it's got a slight weakness around the analytics, which is fair enough. But everything else you've you've implied, if I put my hat on as the the mark, looking after the marketing team here, or having an involvement in that, we look more and more and more at the customer journey. Where you know when we when we want a deal or when we uh, something's happened, we'll actually track back and see. Okay, yeah, we're happy we won it, but but what led to that? What events yep. got there? So I'm guessing this is really giving us that that path and that journey they travel to to get to win, closing the deal out. You're bringing the touch points together. You're bringing the touch points of um, what emails they were sent, which emails they clicked on, what emails they clicked through onto particular web pages. Um, you're bringing through maybe what forms they filled in to attend an event or just download a, a white paper, an ebook, or a product fact sheet or whatever to um, then very much understand what event they turned up to when the event was um, potentially if you did a survey as yeah. well um, again we've talked about customer voice is a tall part of the CRM app suite but it's very much with marketing as well again if they filled in a survey with some feedback you can start together that kind of single picture as such for them for them together you, you do again there's ways of doing it but it's not kind of out of the box per se you need to kind of think about what you're connecting and how is the bit that it lacks right now is that if you paid for like a Google ad and how does that bring into a web page to then attending an, attend, attend an event, filling out a form, attending, etc. From a marketing app point of view, it really only understands you as a prospective customer or a contact in an existing customer. It really understands you once either we've got your contact details inside the system or you filled out a form to then give us your contact details. So up until that point, you're just an anonymous person that the marketing app doesn't understand. It's not like a lead forensics, for example, that can try and identify, because you sit in the office, the IP address of that business to know that you're sitting there from that business and you're looking at the tech yes. website. Yeah. It doesn't It doesn't go that far. Okay, okay. But... So- Again, from from a point of view, if we've got uh, you know if we've input a lot of data that we know we're targeted on our marketing anyway, yeah. we might have that person or people or organisation yeah. within our, our database. We would also, uh, I'm, I'm assuming this would be ideal if we're communicating with the base customers yeah. that we've 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 had for a while. We just want to have a better engagement with them or make sure they're aware of of what we're doing. Yeah, new offers. Oh, well, really, I think the customer journey functionality is perfect for you know engaging with customers because if you essentially just build the base of a customer journey, you've got your segment, which is your audience of people. So in this instance, it would be your customers. So you can you know categorize customers in particular pots. So you've got different customers in different industries. You could segment those. And then you, of course, have your emails that you're going to send to those people. And then the customer journey allows you to essentially use the behaviors within the marketing solution. So email opened, email clicked. So say you've got you know a particular button that you're driving people to, say it's PDF that you're promoting a product, for example. You can then use a customer journey to say, this person clicked on you know my prompt call to action and then send them that follow-up. So I think in terms of customer management, it's really good because you can essentially manage them from segmentation all the way through to whatever you're trying to essentially either tell them about, say, a price change or something like that, or a product that you that you think they'd be interested in. Okay, cool. And, and how much of that 
is automated you talked about if somebody clicked on on this email yeah. can the system then say okay that, that's great they've 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 got to this stage we now want to show them something else yeah is possible so within the actual customer journey builder what you essentially do is set the time scales so let's just say i send you an email i can set the time scale that says seven days for example so i give you seven days to click on my call to action and then it will go through either the yes you've clicked on it within those seven days that i've given you or no and then again i can have a no call to action or a yes call to action based on essentially the time scales that i've put on my customer journey but once that is live, I could theoretically schedule a customer journey for you know weeks on end if I wanted to. Okay, and how much of that, in terms of the automation and building that process, how much of that is user achievable? Is that something that they need to interact with us for the, maybe the first couple and then they can? Or is it is it a simple interface or? The, the interface is user-friendly yeah. in our opinion. Yeah. Um, but we live and breathe in this product. It, yeah. and, and, and I still even think that from a user point of view, if you look at comparative tools, it's not too dissimilar, really. They're very right. similar concepts. Um, is it like the, like, almost like your Visio flow chart stuff? Yes, where, yes pretty no, much. This is where it starts. What your condition is, yes, no. And you're building kind of your swim lanes and your, your steps accordingly. I think from our point of view, um, we typically will help the customer get going with the first one or two. And then they're designed to run off with the rest as such like that from 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 our point of view. The reality is, is that who should be using the tool? Sales from time to time, certain people in sales may use the tool because they're quite savvy on the marketing front as well, but it's very much a marketing team or a marketing individual's responsibility really to, to drive the use of the tool. So I think the way it's worked here, although we've got you guys as experts, you're working with customers internally. We've we've got a champion who's got themselves up to speed on this, and, and they lead our team on how it works. That's probably yeah. our recommendation. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we've we've touched on a few of the, the function, the, the features, and the functionality that's in the product. We and you've also said uh, you know, when you look at it compared to other products on the market, the competition. And what what would we class as those? What type of products that people might be aware of that they've used? that this is trying to catch up with or has caught up with or is, a, is an alternative? So, obviously, until um, April 2018 and probably until 2019, realistically, um, there was still a gap in the market. Microsoft didn't offer really a solution for marketing automation as such. So, uh, the, the comparative products, again, they, they arguably are competition as well to... to enhance the core offering from CRM as such, um, where our tools like Click Dimensions, very, very um, well-respected, um, good functionality in the market, good specialists around dynamics. Um, and that's a common common tool that people have used um, and continue to use as well. Um, many people know the likes of MailChimp. Mm. Um, uh, again, people listening on the podcast might um, go, ooh, but it's cheap and cheerful. You kind of you get what you pay for. Yeah. Um, it gives you analytics, but the cost of sending emails out on a monthly basis is pretty cheap. Um, but you don't get all the integration into um, CRM like you probably do with Click Dimensions, and you get specifically with the marketing app. Um, you've then got tools like Dotmailer, um, Force Twenty Four, etc., or and others which all s- stress and advertise they've got integrations to CRM tools such as Dynamics 365. So um, 
there's always been plenty of choice. Um, some are cheaper than others. Um, you, you kind of do get what you pay for a little bit from our perspective. Typically at Techman, our customer base, pretty much either uses Click Dimensions, Marketing App, or MailChimp. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that makes that makes complete sense that, as you said, there's a range of products, a range of prices, and you, you either find what suits your budget or your requirements. You'd always assume the Microsoft one is far better integrated than the others. Um, I know they do occasionally. <laughs> Don't fulfill that promise at first time round, but they normally get there. So you're paying for that level of integration that everything's going back into CRM for you to then, yeah. you know, mine it back out or find out what, what what the journey was in a much truer sense with just one place to go rather than jumping from app to app to find to join the dots. Yeah, I, I think Click Dimension has done a good job of that in being very integrated inside of CRM. I suppose my only challenge these days, and I know that Clicker are looking at this. Um, is that Microsoft, it's a separate app. Yes, it has its storage and its database considerations, etc., as part of your environment. Um, by taking Click, you were putting a lot of functionality inside of Core CRM that was automatically adding a lot of storage consideration and all the data that came with using a marketing automation tool. When you were on-premise CRM systems, it was your storage adding storage. You could manage that, assign more kind of disks and RAM and, and make sure that platform was fit for purpose on CRM. Online in SaaS, again, it's easy to scale up with Microsoft deal, deal with that. But what customers get hit with these days is the cost of storage. Mm. And in CRM, the cost of storage is not cheap. So from Microsoft point of view, having a separate app, but still talking to that dataverse actually helps a little bit, I'm not saying completely on the storage bit. And I think that's one of the from a technical point of view, not necessarily from a usability point of view, but from a technical point of view, that's quite a benefit right now in terms of um, the offering from Microsoft. Yeah. From the usability point of view as well, something which is pretty common, whenever you speak to you know a new customer or something like that, they'll always say, you know, I'm coming from Mailchimp or you know one of these competitors, and they'll say, does the marketing app do that? I remember in the early days of doing these implementations for customers, you always had to say. You know they're working on it but typically what you'll have is you know someone will write a request within the forum for the marketing solution and then Microsoft have you know this thing where they'll track to say it's been complete and done I remember one of the big changes that they made was the actual update to the email interface uh, essentially anyone now who's ever used MailChimp will be able to use the email interface on the marketing app because you know Microsoft are that big you know big player really in the market and they can always, if they are lagging behind, they will always catch up and make it better, essentially. Uh, so that conversation about usability always comes back. And there is that sort of platform voice where if you want it to improve, you can always voice that opinion to Microsoft. Okay. Is that one, I know on the Business Central front, you can almost upvote that. Is that the same? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, same. very yeah. similar. Yeah. Exactly. So if it gets some momentum behind it and it's a good idea, uh, yeah. you've got a lot of chance of the people. Uh, and, and I think that's a fair point. It, that, that The Dynamics 365 kind of, um, roadmap and then the suggestions um, and the votes etc it's still an underutilized um, function I think in the ecosystem of Microsoft we use it um, because we do but a lot of customers always have many opinion so I, I would stress to customers that don't be afraid to put your suggestions and ideas on there yeah. um, because there's a good chance everybody else has thought the same they just haven't done it and then you'll get your votes and 
depends on the app there's always a threshold that they'll all as soon as it hits a certain number it'll always then get considered and likely in one shape or form go onto the roadmap so i think again we've done it we've seen it happen yeah um customers should do the same okay so the i mean the pace microsoft work at anyway four years it's almost like a lifetime but yeah the the products obviously when you said you had to sit there and say well it's coming or no we can't do that I'm guessing that's diminishing now, and we can say yes far more frequently as as they this four year period has, yeah. has worked out. Yeah, it is. There's 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 not many things that we sit there, and we currently state is a glaring gap. Um, again, another competitor is is HubSpot, and the mark just the specific piece of marketing with HubSpot. Probably, for example, that tool. Is good at more is probably better at the social side and bringing that information and helping that information get into CRM and the marketing app and stuff like that compared to Microsoft. Whereas probably Microsoft's mentality is that they've been on it from a traditional CRM tool and building it out from there, not building it from a social tool into a CRM tool kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but as a whole, is the tool functional now? Is it? Would you say it's it's best of breed? It's a it's very much a good player in the market. I would say so. Yeah, I think what Microsoft have done is essentially build on the outbound marketing side of things. So think of that as, you know, the initial build of getting this as a really competitive solution that's got, you know, everything that MailChimp's got, you know, and all the competitors have got. And now what they're doing is essentially create this real-time marketing area, which is, I think, what they're going to use as their differentiator between all those other ones. So I think they've built the foundations, but now they're going to push it forwards and have their own selling point. Which is typical Microsoft. They they can take a little while to catch up, but once they get going, yeah, they do they do normally yeah, steamroll right. everybody else, don't they? Okay, so we talked about um, what what Microsoft sorry whether an end user could cope with some of these these areas. Uh, you, you you've spoken a little bit um, in in relation to the, the you know the functionality and the stuff that's that's not there. Do Microsoft provide a lot of help and assistance that's available, like free resources to to get people up and running, or is not? resources yeah yeah they, they do have resources on the home page of marketing so the first thing you'll see when you log in is a how-to guide of anything you want to do particularly in the outbound marketing real-time marketing documentation is catching up uh, I think that's probably where the bit where Microsoft kind of can be slow on the actual you know documentation that's required when an update has already been gone through so sometimes you might go on there and be thinking what's this change and it doesn't get communicated but I think they do try and communicate it particularly on a what they've got this what's new marketing page that essentially refreshes every month it shows you all the bug fixes and what's coming and what's new but obviously within that when you're waiting for a month there might be something that comes out you know and the communication on that so they're they're, they're, yeah. they're updating the product the documentation okay the can, documentation can lag can behind a little bit okay yeah. so and I think to that as well is that Microsoft Learn, um, MSDN blogs, um, there are some also Microsoft videos on their YouTube around certain functionality with the app and stuff like that. Um, it's it's okay, it's good, you can get yourself by um, right. and you can certainly get your speed in terms of how technically the app works. Mm. Um, but like in a lot of jobs, um, Marketing is uh, a, a professional um, role that you need to understand 
what a marketeer. Um, and obviously within that, you've got digital, you've got copy, etc. cetera. Um, how that type of function works in a business. And probably what the downfall of the competitors really play on is that Microsoft are excellent at building software, but you ask them to talk business process with you of what people are actually using and what they need. You're probably going to lack a little bit on that. and um, which, is, which is probably a fair comment, but isn't that part of our role? That- I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. So it is part of our role, but we've got a benefit that we've got people in our team, like Zach, et cetera, that have come from a role previously in marketing, have experience of what that business process is and what you should do. Yeah. For a traditional software consultant, um, in a partner, some of the challenges are, and this is this should be irrespective of the marketing app, but do you know what should be best practice inside of marketing when historically all CRM has been is opportunities, leads, and then customer service ticket cases. It's a new area, not only for Microsoft to explore, but it's a new area for partners to start to understand that business process part of the business. And Microsoft don't help plug that gap. That's very much a partner. You've got to go plug that gap for you. Um, And that's where some competitors offer marketing services as well as the software. Um, I think, and that's maybe where, in our opinion, other partners in the dynamic space find that find that offering quite attractive to their end users and their customers because that means that they don't have to worry about upskilling, for example, in their area. Whereas for us, we can do marketing, we can do sales, we can do customer services, those three key pillars to CRM, and we understand the end-to-end process as such. So I think Microsoft don't give you that business process knowledge, but where do they? Um, and I think competitors play on that when it comes to the marketing app, but it's then down to a partner like us to help the customer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So you commented earlier that you uh, you know you, there's products on the market you get what you pay for. What yeah. are, What are we paying for 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 marketing the marketing app? So um, I'd like to say I can give you one quick answer and one quick price, but as per usual with Microsoft, it's never as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Um, in short, if you do not use CRM, sales or customer service today, or so you're not using Dynamics for CRM at all, yeah. or you have less than 10 users of sales and or customer service, yeah. it'll cost you circa £1,100 a month for the tool to market, market to contact, make interaction with 10,000 contacts, unique contacts on a monthly basis. However, if you do have CRM, sales or sales professional, customer service professional, or the enterprise versions, and you have more than 10 users or 10 or more, then that price drops down to 565 pounds and I think 80 pence or 60 pence or something like that a month so again pretty much half the price as such is, is what you get it for so you pay a one-off fee almost to add that functionality to all your users yeah, there. Uh, so it's not so much a one-off fee it's a month it's still a, a monthly, monthly subscription but I mean it's, it's, you're not paying per user per month you're no, paying an you amount are, per you're month. paying for the app you're not paying for the user you're paying for the app okay. and, ev- and every user gets that functionality then that you've so got. it's a permission it's like it's, it's yeah. yeah you can so but they can permission you can get it but the reality is what you do is the marketing team or those that administer the marketing functionality use the marketing app. When I 
or Zach or you want to look at your prospect or your customer and see what emails that they've been sent and what they've clicked on and what they've done. So the insights, they use their traditional CRM app. They go into that, they find the contact, they see an additional tab called insights and they can see everything that the marketing app has been doing with them. So they don't have to go into the marketing app. It's also coming out that every time that customer clicks on a link now, one of the latest functions is if they clicked on an email, Jason clicked on an email, no problem. I go to Jason inside of CRM on the contact record for Jason. Not only can I see it from insights and go and look what's been going on, in that timeline, what everything that happens with that contact and that customer in that timeline, it'll say, Jason recently clicked on this email. Okay, so it's definitely making the visibility of the data and the actions that have taken place because you've got the marketing app available to other people that don't need to know the mechanics of it, but they need to know the outcomes. Yeah, it's a great tool for the salespeople, isn't it really? Because, you know, you always have that conversation of we sent out that email to, you know, those customers who clicked on it or anything Mm -hmm. like that. You know, if you're working on a particular sale, for example, if you want to see, did we send it to that sales contact? You can just go into the insights have a look and you can also see if they've clicked it. So, you know, if someone's engaging with all your content, you can obviously bring that up in a conversation with them. Say, you know, I know you saw, you know, our latest newsletter that we sent over to you. What do you think of the products we got on there? Things like that. So it gives the salespeople a platform to know that the contacts that they're speaking to are engaging with what's been sent. And I guess it shows the marketing team what contents what works and what what doesn't. What works and what doesn't, yeah. Uh, I, I think on a pricing perspective, um, if you have that 10 user threshold, actually, compared to similar tools in the market, not MailChimp, because for me, that is a level below, um, then the product is is competitive. At the less than 10 users, or I don't use CRM today, it is a bit expensive. Yeah. Um, and you've got to really see that, depending on what your RIs or your objectives are, how do I get return back on my... 12, 13,000 pound on spending every single year on that tool versus six, 7,000 pound on spending on that tool every single year. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Okay, so um, just to start to probably draw our thoughts to a close a little bit, we, we'd spoke about the customer journey. Uh, was there anything else in there that you think we should highlight in terms of, of what it can can bring, any unique features that, that might be in there? Uh, I think something that's worth mentioning on customer journeys, but generally just the marketing app as a whole, is the real-time marketing uh, side of things which has been introduced. Uh, Recently did an implementation for a customer and always historically outbound marketing was at the top of the apps that you're on, but now real-time marketing has gone to the top. So real-time marketing is essentially where Microsoft's gonna drive everybody moving forwards to start using that. Uh, And even thinking about it, I think the outbound marketing will essentially get phased out eventually. Uh, and I think Microsoft are in, you know, the middle of how they bring those two together because now you've got a real-time marketing and outbound marketing. So it's they need they need fusing together essentially. So what 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 is real-time marketing? So real-time marketing is based on uh, behaviours. So for example, email clicked or email opened or okay. anything like that. Any behaviour that you can track within the marketing solution. But you just said earlier that on an out, outbound customer journey. Yeah, we can create an automated campaign as yeah. such, and we've already got the conditions that if they yeah. clicked in, or if they didn't click on, or if they did respond, or if they didn't open, or if they clicked on the page, we can do that without the outbound yeah. journey. 
So where does real time take it to instead then? So the event triggers, event triggers are essentially, like I mentioned, the, the behaviors within the, the app. So as you just mentioned with the outbound, you're looking at email clicked and then going to the next step, yes or no. Whereas an email, uh, an event trigger, sorry, takes it another step further that you can essentially have an event trigger. Let's just take case open or case closed, for example. You can pick out particular attributes on that entity. So case, for example, so you could take case number, case, you know, anything you've got in the case form, you can add it as an attribute to the event trigger. And then what essentially will happen is when the case is opened, you can trigger, you know, your emails to those people, pulling in all the attributes that you have within CRM as well. And you can also tie it into things like Power Automate, you know. So it, another, a, could another example be, so normally that outbound is a, on that date, send that email yeah. to those segments. And we can always kind of re-suppress that segment and then people that meet this needs catch up on the, the yeah. journey so they get all the content. But it's a case of if they do that, that amount of time later, do this, that amount of time later, do that. End of, nothing else. So the idea is you've had to build up that segment of what it's been sent out before. That segment is still going to be relevant, but let's say you, you tech man or any, any of our customers take on a new customer and you don't know that they're going to become part of a segment of yeah. new customers, yeah. um, then the real-time marketing can listen out, look out for the moment that that account mm -hmm. becomes relationship type customer. And then the logic inside the segment says, pull the primary contact, yeah. the main contact for that business. And then as soon as they come customer, send them a welcome pack and welcoming with open arms and send some lovely material and stuff like that to, yeah. to, um, to them via email and send them to a link to a particular page and all that kind of stuff. And that's, the marketing team don't have to do that. They don't have to click the button. They don't have to worry about it. It's as soon as that salesperson marks them to customer, they get that. And the system just picks it up, knows it, and real-time sends it out. Yeah. Is that achievable with real-time yeah. marketing? I, I, th I think with the real-time marketing and the event triggers, something which is important that you can do with the triggers is obviously working within marketing is one thing, but when you actually create an event trigger, you can essentially generate a piece of code that you can either translate into JavaScript or C-sharp, for example. And those event triggers you can use not just in your emails and things like that. You can put that JavaScript code on your portal, for example. So if somebody does something on the portal, that can trigger the event to send out. Same with Power Automate. So if you've got a Power Automate workflow that's relying on an event trigger, that can send out as well. So, so you is, can pull everything together. So is it a little bit like that? Pull. If they know your details, yeah, and you've logged in and I don't know you've been shopping online as an example of personal lives you put something in your basket yeah you've got a real time marketing event trigger on there you yeah. never checked out of your basket you've been idle for X amount of time you then get an email going sure you don't want to check out do you want 10% off yeah so that's an example of using yeah. on a, real -time a website okay. or something yeah. like that okay. Yeah, yeah. okay which is pretty cool I think it's those type of analogies we're used to in our personal life and it's working how we deliver those in the, in the business world as well okay so that that's something that that, you know that's pretty cool and with the, the customer journey there was two two elements there and in terms of us tech man as a as a user of this product what are our marketing team asking for what are they frustrated what would they like in the next the next release or two um, uh, 
uh, I'll let I'll cover one, um, and then I'll let. I've got a favourite that I want to cover, which you start with yours. Then the you start event, with yours. The events portal. Yeah. The events portal is by far the thing that a lot of customers will bring up internally as well. We've had questions over the events portal. Portals, just in general, for a general overview of no one who's used a portal before. Essentially, the Microsoft portals. Power pages. <laughs> well, yeah. But the event, <laughs> this is the new Microsoft tool. Yeah, this thing. Yeah. yeah. New app, new tool, but it's portals. Yeah. And a bit more. The events portal is built on Angular framework. None of the other portals are. So straight away, you've got a marketing team that uses an events portal built on Angular. Then, if they want to change any of those pages on the events portal, they say, you know, can you do this? Then you're relying on somebody, a developer, to know Angular, just to manipulate a page. So this is where really Power Pages is going to come in, where theoretically, well, it should, essentially, they should find a way of moving the events portal into a Power Page so a marketing team can go on there, change the page as they want, without the need for development and things like that, because it just complicates it. And they can't quite understand why they can't do it and, themselves. And, and I think from that perspective is that Microsoft have launched Power Pages, and I'm sure that's a new podcast in its all its own right. Yeah. Um, and if you watch the videos, the corporate videos from Microsoft and the shiny new stuff, that it's easier to use templates and it's easy to design. And don't worry, you can get up and running in business websites, let alone portals, in, in no time at all. And then you go to an event portal from a Microsoft tool as part of the Power Platform and CRM, and you go... Uh, uh, yeah, Angular is a specific um, skill set that not all web developers seem to play with consistently. Is the best way to put it. I'm not saying they don't have any skill set, but it's a niche. So, um, so if Microsoft acknowledges this, is there a plan to move it away from Angular, or is it just we're hoping? At this moment in time, I'd say it's more of a hope yeah. that it is. A Microsoft have stipulated going. We're going. We're going to going to move it. Um, but the event portal is. Yeah, the concept of events and managing it all online and making it all look in line with your company branding, etc., is a great idea when you come to do it. Yeah, it's just that customization element, just changing a few colors and, you know, should be manipulating easy. the page. It should than be easy than enough. We expect it to be these days. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Jason, yours? Um, marketing to leads. Which is? So we all understand what a lead is inside of a CRM versus an accounting contact. A lead is a disposable record that you don't know whether you want to work with or not. Yep. Right at the start of that process. Right at the start yeah. of that process. So you could buy in that lead or nowadays subscribe to that lead of that data um, that costs you X amount of money. Um, you could get that lead from a show, an exhibition, a, a contact us form on your website, etc. Comes in and you've got to do an element of qualification before you really want to commit them to your CRM system and you want to market and have a proper opportunity with them. So you would think that to help qualify them, you would want to send them some marketing information and be able to give them a, a rating, a scoring if they start to click on links, go onto the websites, open emails. They're going to get warmer, going to get hotter. They're going to get an accounting contact in CRM and then be an opportunity and hopefully you convert them. So you would want to be able to send some information, email, push them to websites using the marketing tool, right? Not an unreasonable request. No. Well, you can't. So right now, 
leads do not, you cannot create a segment inside of the marketing app, a marketing list. Inside of the marketing app that looks at the lead table. So, so you've got to, you've got to process that lead through to an op- proper con- well a proper contact, contact okay. start off. So they've got to be an account and a contact, and ultimately a, a contact being the primary thing here. So we found a workaround. Yeah, uh, you want to call it a fudge, whatever. But we've got. I'll a take workaround. workaround. Yeah, yeah. Um, sounds better than a fudge. Um, where we have some clever workflow and identification that we on a trigger convert leads into contacts but still tag them somewhat as leads then you can still use them in the marketing app and then reverse way back round is you can then make sure that data updates itself and then if you were actually going to say i'm going to qualify that lead because they're hot now basically the the contact that's in crm and the lead that's still jason both is jason the functionality then goes, yeah, no problem at all. I identified that you're together. I'm going to merge your records together. So I'm not duplicating data inside of mm-hmm. CRM, which is obviously a, can be a big problem. Um, so we've got a workaround. It works. We've got some customers using it. But from our perspective, it's a, it's a glaring hole that Microsoft have recognized. Mm-hmm. They've got on the release notes and on their plan, they are going to resolve it. My problem is that there is no release date and it has been on that planned release for some time now yeah. and it's just not arriving. So if I have to real pit one bugbear with the system, everything else I personally think is great. But that is my one big bugbear. Okay. It just seems to keep getting delayed at this moment in time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, right. So just to, to finish, to conclude... A takeaway for anyone who's listening, uh, a summary of what we've we've said, uh, wrapping up about the marketing app. Microsoft's launched a tool in 2018, done a heck of a lot of work to it in probably the first 18 months to make it a really solid competitor to the tools that have been out there for years. And they've done a good job. And I would say for majority, not all, but that we show the marketing app to at Techman. They like it, they take it, um, and they're using it and they're getting good response responses from it. Um, yes, like we said, there's improvements to make, but I'm sure we could sit here on another tool and pick holes with, the, with another one. The one benefit is you've got the familiarity of Microsoft and the look and feel is exactly the same as you go through the whole app suite from Microsoft and the data is very much integrated and that's the thing for me uh, and it's a, I think it's a big selling point yeah Zach. I, th- I think the fact the marketing app is fully integrated with CRM is you know the major point for anybody that does have CRM because all your data lives within all the same place you get all of the insights you can track it all in the same place so it's that fully integrated ability to go from one app to the other check your sales, check your customer service, for example, check on your marketing activity. You know, it brings everything together really, rather than having disparate Excel spreadsheets or things like that. Uh, you know, it's, it's that 360 view of the customer. Yeah. You're really giving what CRM is always pitched as, I want my view of the customer, view of the prospect, all in one place. Well, with those three apps together, in terms of a relationship, not necessarily all the transactions that come from ERP, but that's still possible. But from a relationship point of view, 
you're really driving a significant chunk of touch points and having it all visible in one place. Yeah, and real-time marketing is only going to take it to the next level of making it, as it says on the thing, really, real-time. Well, I guess from sitting on the other side of the table here today in doing the podcast, but also as the user, you know, when our marketing team uses I, I find it really useful because it does allow us to make decisions on, on what's working, looking at the customer journey, some of those events and those triggers that have taken place. We can see where people have either stopped the interaction with us and okay, so what, what, where, where could we improve on that, yeah. but also what's worked and we need to be doing more of that and that generating the content that's, that's appealing to people and, and educating them to, to work with us on different projects. So, okay. Okay, guys, look, thank you for your time today. Um, I know we have got um, more CRM content planned trying to accelerate that. Traditionally, we've been a Business Central podcast, but it's been great and the, um, the the numbers we're getting on the CRM episodes are really good and strong, so we want to accelerate that. I want to say to anybody that's listening, um, please subscribe to the channel. I know it sounds terrible, but you will get notifications then that, that we've got new content around CRM as well as the Business Central stuff. Um, and I look forward to sitting here again in a, in a few weeks and recording another episode and learning a little bit more about how we can use CRM as, as well as the, the people that are listening on the, the podcast today. So thanks, thanks for your time and thank you for anyone who's joined with us and look forward to seeing you soon on another Techman Talks Dynamics.